Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project with you. And my special guest for today is a familiar face, Harriet Lane, who is a Miss Universe GB finalist. Miss Lane, how are you doing? I am so good. I feel like right now, though, it is very early. I'm used to doing these with you a little bit later on, but I've got my coffee keeping me going anyway, so I'm excited to have a chat. And everyone pray to the Wi-Fi gods for us because Harriet was panicked about two hours ago and she phoned me and it wasn't looking good. It's looking a lot better now, but we're, we're holding our breath. Um, whereabouts are you? Why don't we start with that? So I am, uh, and you can tell by the name, the Wi-Fi isn't going to be great. It's called the Ye Old Bell. It's an incredible spa that I've wanted a little break because actually I left the Miss Universe Great Britain finals last Wednesday. So only two days kind of spare that I decided why not go a little spa trip and I'm here in the Midlands in the middle of nowhere there's lots of lovely scenery however the wi-fi isn't the strongest but me and Eden have been away for tonight and then going away also tomorrow as well and then heading my way to Newport and Eden is Eden McAllister for those of you familiar with UK pageantry I'm sure you know who she is she's Miss uh, Miss GB um, Harry, did you say you left on Wednesday? So what, you've been gone almost a week already? Yeah, so I had to pack so strategically. Now, we had two cars, but pageant girls are pageant girls. I feel like I can go away for five days and need three massive suitcases, bags and bags, and having to pack that well. And also, I've managed to collect over 350 bras now. That's a lot of space that is needed in the car, believe it or not. So I've never my, seen 350 bras. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot of bras, I'm telling you right now. And uh, having to pack for that long, and it has gone really quickly, though. Very cliche to go, it just flown mm -hmm. by, but it really has so far. Um, but packing, nothing's gone too wrong just yet. So fingers crossed, there's nothing that's forgotten. There's Harriet as you hear a scream in the background and Eden falling down from the upstairs. Um, I just realized before we get into it, not everyone will know why you're collecting bras. And it's not because you have some weird bra fetish. Do you want to just explain to everyone why you're collecting bras? Because that's super important. So I've been collecting bras since April that it's going to be going through a charity called A Sisterhood, Two Smalls for All. This is going for women worldwide. And basically they are for women who can't afford bras, who can't have the access. It's something that we may take for granted. And they're going to be given to these women who need them most. And they're going to be distributed between the UK and in Africa as well. So I've been collecting those. Wow. Uh, a lot of pageant events has been very kind people coming from my coaching sessions to attending events and passing them to me. And again, thank you so much for every single person that's just brought one bra because we genuinely are. Each bra is going to change someone's life. I didn't know they were being, uh, some of them at least were being shipped off to Africa. So that's amazing. So it's really an international sort of impact. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and that's why I love the A Sisterhood charity that it almost dips in and out of different charities supporting them. Mm. And it really is for women worldwide. Now I can see a whole bunch of people watching. So if you have any questions for Harriet about anything ranging from pageantry to pageant coaching to food, I was showing Harriet some teppanyaki videos before we jumped on. Ask, feel free to, to fire away. We've got Ralph watching over in the United States saying good morning. And um, here's a familiar face. Eden, 
You're right there, Eden. Eden, obviously the Eden that Harriet was referring to watching upstairs. Um, feel free to roam around now, Eden, because I got Harriet to point the camera down a bit. So if you need to roam around upstairs, we can't see you. Uh, Harriet, I'm going to get you to introduce yourself and your pageant history for the 1% of the people watching who aren't familiar with it. Hey everyone, so I'm Harriet, a Miss Universe Great Britain finalist. Joined the Miss Universe Great Britain organization in March when we got released on International Women's Day. But my pageant journey actually started almost nine and a half years ago now. I started at Miss Unity in Great Britain after, unfortunately, I had burns on my leg. I had a lot of confidence and my mum wanted to rebuild that self-esteem. So my mum entered me into Miss Teen Great Britain um, at just 12 years old and then competed when I was 13. Um, I fell in love with it. I caught the bug. She got it bad um, and I've not quite left since. And I ended up coming back following year and taking home that crown i've had an incredible year and but i handed over and went what's next um, and of course a lot of girls in the uk know the galaxy system um, and i felt like i had no other choice but to follow that and be a part of that sisterhood um, i went back the second time it seems to be second time lucky for me so far and i went back because i fell in love and when i set my mind on something i will go for it I came back for the crown and I went off to internationals. Um, I was a part of the team where we had 10. I think this year though, however, definitely beat the amount of team that is going out from Team UK. However, we had such an incredible time. Um, the 10 of us out there, like friendships to last a lifetime. And I really convinced myself after my mum was pretty ill during my reign and I thought I really need a break from this and I did have a little bit of a break for about 10 minutes it was great I ended up <laughs> international for then literally seven weeks later and it was a really surprise to me and I remember walking off of my handover at swimwear shouting to my mum in the audience going apply me for power pageant literally in the audience because I just knew this is where I belonged and I thought to myself worst case scenario I make the most amazing friends, memories, rebuild even more confidence and opportunity. What possibly could go wrong? And you know what? I ended up walking away with the crown. I had the most amazing experience, most amazing opportunities. And where I met Eden, best decision ever. And we became sister queens as well. I got the lucky opportunity to represent the country in Japan uh, for 30 days as your Miss International United Kingdom and out of 87 countries coming forth runner-up as well and that was a very surreal experience being one of the youngest contestants in the competition as well and then led me on to my pageant coaching journey and um, that has definitely kept me very busy over the last two and a half years now I can't believe it's been that long um, and it definitely kept me very focused even during COVID I feel like I've never left. I want to just touch back on on the subject of your mum do you remember the time I think it was you were on the podcast and your mum walked into the background she came through the door and we all tried convincing her that she should enter and she was adamant that no she's not she's not going to do it some things have happened since then right? so much has happened since then that can you even believe it she's handed over her first title um she actually competed and she ran out of excuses there wasn't swimwear and mm -hmm. holly brought out uk's national miss a system that really was for all women all ages and really gave the opportunity to not have that swimwear that some women aren't quite ready for because there is a pageant yeah. system for every kind of person and when that popped up and she's like that's it 
I'm out of excuses now and she went for it and it wasn't actually me that convinced her because I had seven years trying and she did it all herself well there were some other very incredible women that were cheering on to do so um and when she did we had the most amazing time preparing for it and she, she won on her first pageant guys she won first time no hassle no problems so she's doing better than you you had to compete twice yeah. she did first time she's a natural yeah she's a natural and uh she managed to only spend out of all the wardrobe and if you are aware of uk's nationalist there's a lot of changes i think there must be about 10 outfits required of red white and blue oh, wow. fashion wear evening wear mm -hmm. my mum is such a bargain hunter she managed to get her whole wardrobe for a hundred pound including evening wear including fashion and her other outfits a whole wardrobe not not a one piece whole, the whole wardrobe a hundred pounds wardrobe. yes that is probably the most impressive thing I've ever heard in my life. I'll have to get your mom to do some shopping for me. Did you ever get to tell your mom I told you so when she entered and I assume she had a great time? Did you get to sort of put that in there? You know what? I never actually have said I told you so, but I was just so proud that she felt the confidence because she always said that she cheers every single person on to enter a pageant. Pageants are the best thing and she was just finally happy that she decided to go for it and I was really proud that she actually got so outside her comfort zone. Well, Harriet, I didn't know that your pageant career has already almost been a decade. That sounds crazy to say, although I feel like everyone lost two or three years with Corona. Um, but I want to ask you, because I think you'll have a really interesting perspective on this. You've competed in several systems. You've also represented your country overseas. What are your favorite parts of pageantry i'm not going to limit you to one but i think you'll have a really interesting perspective on it and maybe it's changed over the years as well i'm not sure but what keeps bringing you back to compete for me you've got i would say the cliche stuff but it's so true of the friendships the confidence building however now it's actually travel and opportunity that i fell in love with traveling um since actually galaxy when i got to go to the us and definitely with sisters from the uk that was that for me that was that kind of first girls holiday and i was able through the title be able to travel to different countries be able to indulge in other people's culture really see the country and try new foods of course and yeah food of course and from that as well the opportunities from actually being able to make more change that you know that a crown doesn't make you do the work however the work that you are doing is only going to be amplified and with someone who has mm. a strong message that she wants to give i know that difference between having that title that sash across your heart that name on your chest that that amplifies everything you're doing and you can make some incredible changes and for me, the Miss Universe Great Britain and the Miss Universe system has been a dream since a very young girl. And I'm sure it's been every girl's dream. I'm sure there's teens watching this. There's other women watching this going, this is the dream title because this is the title that you can make those changes. And the impact that you want to have, as you identified, like at some point in the last two or three years, you started the Crown Coach, so your coaching business. I was reading, rereading your bio, um, strong entrepreneur. Um, I think you were nominated for a business award somewhere. You've raised incredibly a hundred over a hundred thousand pounds for charity. So what I want to ask is, I mean, that's all amazing. What is the big impact? Is there any sort of long term vision as something that you're really really aiming towards in terms of the legacy 
I mean, it seems crazy to ask you at your age, the young age that you are, but what's the legacy that you'd like to leave behind? For me, it's about actually for young women of making sure they don't have self-limiting beliefs. Something with mindset is something that can hold us back. And society has a lot of times told us maybe those jobs isn't for you those dreams aren't meant for you because i've had that i've been told when i was in school that there was no point of doing pageantry that it was not going to be a career there is it's a distraction that i need to be going to university mm. and i want to encourage young women young men as well that go for the jobs maybe society pushes away from there is no reason why not and sharing my story come overcoming adversity of the challenges and knowing that I've been there too. It's relatable. And I want to be that strength, that symbol at the other end. That if you put your mind to something and that dreams do come true, because I'm a part of the Miss Universe Great Britain organization, that I have my own coaching business, I my own business that I've managed to make full time. So for me, that legacy is actually became more about entrepreneurship, encouraging the younger generation that they can be anything that they set their mind to. And I, I love that message. That's a really, really strong message. Um, I just know that um, limiting self-beliefs, that's a struggle, as you said, for young men and young women. Um, if they look at what you do, you know, you're tall, you're six foot, blonde, gorgeous, you look like you're living the high life. And I just know some of them will be thinking, what is she talking about limiting self-belief? She can't possibly have limiting self-belief. She's represented her country in Japan on stage, done really, really well. Now she's Miss University. What are you talking about? You have limiting self-belief. Can you just outline or just give us some sort of ideas to some of the struggles you've had in terms of limiting self-belief? For me, I've always been such a people person and I validate every person's opinion so much and I take it so much to heart as well. And when someone even you love so much that when their opinion is said, and I talk about it in some of the presentations I've been doing in schools, that I had mm. some of my closest people around me telling me that I was crazy, that it would never work, that play it safe, that you should be going to university. And in those moments that you say, that's maybe my best friend that's telling me that, She's just looking out for me. And I think that for me, and it's not some random person typing online that it's not going to happen. I think it affects you most actually when somebody else so close yes. around you tells you that's crazy. That will never work. And almost laughing at the fact of this is my craziest idea of these are the things that I dream of. And some of those beliefs have been starting my own business. That was one of them. I've, I didn't think at 18, I had no idea what I was doing. And also the second time I was told that I wanted to go for a job that was way above the qualifications I had, the experience I needed, everything on the invitation for the job, I didn't have, but I knew I could do the role if they just interviewed yeah. me, if I had the chance. And I got laughed at for entering when I told my friends and, you know, and then I ended up going for the job and I actually got it. I ended up becoming like a junior sales manager in a restaurant and I was able to perform through it and actually grow within the company. So there's been times definitely within the career industry where I've been held back. But also I would say within pageantry of that self-limiting beliefs put myself of coming from Europe that you don't often see European beauty queens yeah. coming through. There is not many and Miss, for Miss Universe, our latest one, is actually quite recent from 2016. 
However, you don't always see those girls popping forward and those beliefs are going, can I do it? Can I actually make it that far? Am I enough? And we have social media that we compare ourselves to so much that it's taken a time and I look back at myself and I hardly even recognize me from pre-COVID that for me, I use that time to develop. And it's so crazy to even say, like, I don't have any self-limiting beliefs. The things I dream of now, those people probably think I'm completely crazy that she's, she's gone. We lost her. And for me, it was just realizing, taking those small steps towards those crazy dreams, knowing that you've got a taste of it is real. That Mm -hmm. for me started to break those away. So that's why it's for me, it's now so important. I share my story, those struggles, because it's not about where you are now, it's that journey, because I know for a fact, I've got so much more to go, so much further to grow as well. I mean, I want to just go back to when you said you're very much of a people person, because I know a lot of young girls, uh, young men are going to, uh, young women and young men are going to resonate with that. So when you announce one of your crazy goals, um, and let's say you have a close friend that laughs at you or says, oh, what are you doing, Harriet? Like, you're crazy. You can't do that. How, how do you deal with it now versus how would you deal with it then? Because I imagine you're still a people person. No one wants to go out there deliberately to offend people. There are some people who like to court controversy. You're not that person. How do you deal with it now? So when I'm going into schools, I have almost this thing called the 10 lessons. And one of the lessons for me is actually surrounding yourself with good people now one of the things that i learned to do is actually just take a step away maybe from that friendship that's not saying i don't like you anymore i just know what's good for me and maybe not hanging around with that person isn't going to increase my energy because i know with some of my friends i felt actually sad afterwards that i felt a bit guilty for what i was doing maybe for my educational path that Mm. wasn't the right thing that i was doing It, it i felt judged not going to university and I decided now I just take take a step away. It's a lot to do that because you might actually love that person, whether it's a friend or a partner, that it's actually important for me now that I surround myself with the best people that are only building me up. And when I say my crazy dream, I go on, yeah, aim even higher, have go even bigger. And I'm very lucky that my mum is that cheerleader as well. So I have a very strong supportive system as well. If you've met Mama Lane, you already know that she is everybody's cheerleader as well. Can you give us an idea as to some of the uh, crazy goals that you have, whether it's in pageantry, business, going into schools is amazing. What are some of the um, crazy moonshot ideas that you have coming up in the next year or two? I would say not a year or two. I try not to put a timeline goal on things that this is just the goal mm-hmm. that I'm striving towards. For me, it's actually I'm setting more goals for very much long term future of business. Um, for me, I want to start my own uh, fashion brand at some point as well. This has been an idea from a very young age that I know with the skills that I've picked up from the crown coach running my own business, I feel even more ready to start that journey. But also as well for that real long term, like 10 years is Forbes under 30, like I want to be up there, um, inspiring young business women that they can do it too, that sharing my story, my journey of being some of the most successful business women and getting in front of that public eye, having that reach, because again, that's a story being shared, another woman being inspired. I'm trying to think now whether we've had any pageant girls make the Forbes, um, Forbes 30 under 30. Do you know of any? None come directly to mind. 
non and I stalk it quite frequently. So <laughs> I feel like I would definitely know. I feel like when a pageant girl's done something, I feel like that like memory is like locked in grid, like a little library. Like I'm there, like going, mm, I haven't found it yet, but I have to do some research now. Maybe um I don't know if you know the Queenly app over in the United States. They do a lot of we um can't pageant. Pie. It. Yeah, we can't do it, it in Australia. But I interviewed the CEO and I know that she did a lot of seed funding. So I think she made a list somewhere, but I'm not sure if it's Forbes under 30, but that's definitely someone who's doing great things in pageantry. Um, I wanna ask you about The Crown Coach. What made you decide to start it? Although I think that's a fairly, that makes some sort of sense, but I'll get you to put it in your own words. And then also, can you give the people watching what exactly is involved? Like how much work goes into it? Because so much of pageantry is glamorous. And people make the mistake of going, oh, it's not hard work. It's just, you know, you turn up here, walk around in heels. How hard can it be? So what made you decide to finally start it? And then what's involved on a daily basis kind of running it? I remember girls, actually, I started this thing called the Northeast Pageant Network back when I was 14 years old. This was my platform of wanting to grow the pageant network. I wanted to really support women. So that's been one of my core values, really, since I got in, because I thought this has actually really helped me. Like, I want to start getting other women into pageant, getting them into charity work and appearances. That, for me, is actually where I think a lot of the coaching journey began. Uh, I created mm -hmm. this group to have tips on how to fundraise how to get appearances, what's going on in the local area, because I wanted to help women get the results that they wanted, especially from the northeast of England. And I remember throughout my journey as that grew, I ended up rolling out to a national, um, and we have the different pockets of southwest, southeast. And uh, from there that I came back from Japan and I ended up with floods of messages going, please, like your walk, we need help, we need, like, what did you do? And I decided from there to go actually along side that great job that I had that what a fun side hustle something that I could do mm. probably for the next three months I've never seen anyone do this actually long term before and I had done it on a weekend and I was going wow it's getting really busy like we're getting some real yeah. busy like things going on and then I left my job I thought let's just give this a go this is let's focus on it and then a week after COVID did hit however crown coach I think has evolved so much since then that it was just about the walk training that element that it's about on stage but for those who aren't actually that involved in pageantry it's way beyond that now i do a lot of the mindset interview social media as well now telling girls how i've got sponsors as well and helping them get on that journey as well of how to walk into those meetings make connections because that's the mm. other part of pageantry as well and again, another pocket that I never actually even dreamed of doing, and that's Crown Camp. This is a retreat in a mansion that is for about 25 women. And this is an incredible mansion that's a getaway. It's girly fun, but also a lot of team building, confidence building, and a bit of just a retreat getaway. And I like to call it the pageant without the pageant. So you get all the good stuff without actually competing. Um, so you get the photos, you get the girls, you get all those memories as well. Um, and that's kind of how I evolved and how it started was those floods of messages, but it's always something I've done from day dot of trying to help yeah. young girls as well in that. Yeah. So it sounds like that was the crown crown coach was more like just formalizing what you were doing already. Um, Harriet, what's the most common question you get asked as a pageant coach? Top, top one, two or three questions. Most common questions you get asked. 
you know i think it has to be about sponsorship i think this for me has been such a success from a very young age because i am I think known when you've seen my story that I've had some incredible sponsors actually back me mm. going into competitions such as even BMW actually has been a sponsor of mine and that some really high profile companies and brands have actually backed me and a lot of girls going how on earth did you do yeah. that so yeah. for that and that's one of the main top ones and then I think it's actually about how do I get into pageantry? Because one thing that Crown Coach is doing that I've noticed over the past couple of months, my goal has been actually to tap into the mainstream world. And I'm not just trying to target women in pageantry, it's actually outside. Um, with now going into schools that a lot of people are asking, how do I start this journey? And I'm trying to make mm -hmm. Crown Coach as much as a coaching company, as much as a resource as well. So girls can, get into pageantry there's now a new page where you can see the different pageants where i have price who can enter for example like ages what rounds there are because yep. there's a pageant for everybody as i always say that we always want something out of a system and it's just one page where you can see it all and see all the different systems because you know so one system might be just coming up on google better than the other but there might be actually mm -hmm. a better system for you and this page allows people to get in to that system so that next question how do I even start? Perfect. Any plans to expand overseas? I think it's like, it's definitely already happening that um, I've got girls from Nebraska now. One of the girls I ended up coaching, um, I think she put in a basic, yeah, she put in a great word for me. And now I have loads of girls um, competing from Nebraska in different systems. Um, so that's all happening. Also Australia as well. Um, I've done Romania in terms of online coaching, but overseas that I actually done Crown Island. So I guess that's like UK girls did come over to Spain. However, that's so far the only international destination. But one day I do hope to go international alongside my exciting travel plans for the future world, whatever they may be. And oh, here, look at that, is, the website. here is the site. It's had a fancy update since I last looked at it. Look at that. Look at that video going in the background. I so think, you know this is crowncoach.online. This is it. You go. This is the page <laughs> with the lots of different pages. And as well, um, I've also got on there my charity pageant as well that I'm hosting. I'm doing my second one this year called Miss Empower, um, 18th of September, which I'm really looking forward to. And the girls have definitely loved it because um, I love that how tall I am. I just couldn't get my head not to be chopped off. So we just sacrifices were made. <laughs> like I just, you know, it's just a little bit awkward. We got the smiles, that's what counts. Um, but <laughs> Miss Empower is gonna be 18th of September. I'm really looking forward to it. I had an incredible turnout. We had over 300 guests at the last one. And and over 65 wow. contestants as well and i think the girls wow. all said this might be the toughest pageant i know and especially the miss the teen and the, all the categories to be honest were very difficult some incredible women came far and wide from the uk for this event and we managed to raise over six thousand pounds for a sisterhood at this event good on you um just to clarify this is you here um in in the golden dress with the head oh, chopped yes. off that's me have you have you ever been in a pageant where you're not the tallest contestant? Yes. I remember I think it was the first year I did Galaxy as a teen and there was a girl that was six foot two and I remember it so well. And I was like, oh, someone taller than me. I was like, I'm not sure how I felt about it. <laughs> um, however, I was trying to encourage her to wear the really high heels, but she was worried about wearing the super high heels. So I'm like, girl, flaunt it. You look amazing. Um, so I think, yeah, 
I've definitely been in a pageant, but that's been the only time so far. Do you find it similarly similar to me? You're not used to looking like that at someone. Yeah, it's strange. It's a weird sensation as well. Yeah, I think it's girl as well. But yeah, she was amazing. She was absolutely incredible. Two. That's that's an inch taller than me. So that's saying something. Um, Harriet, just before we move to the close, obviously Universe GB is coming up in how many days? Is it two? Well, if if yeah, if we're counting, it starts on Thursday, nine a.m. Yeah, two days. In 48 hours, I will be there doing the empowerment day. Um, do you, at this stage of your career, do you set yourself goals in terms of where you want to place or do you set yourself other kinds of goals in terms of how you want to feel about how you performed, et cetera, et cetera? Just give us some insight into that. Yeah, for me, it's about mindset that I know that I prepare myself knowing I can and that I have done everything that I possibly can to be the best version of me that there's no goal placement, I've gone top five, I want to be second, that I think as well that those self-limiting beliefs, I think you should always believe that you can do it. That And for me, the goals actually yeah. and the timeline's flexible of what I said, that one day I will win, whether it's this week, if I'm lucky enough, next year, the year after, that I'm lucky enough to be able to come back and I set other goals from my fundraising for what I actually want to achieve maybe in the press, inspiring girls to get into pageantry and schools. That's my main focus. And I know that I'm actually just looking forward to be back on stage. It's been so long now. I'm just ready to have fun, enjoy it, and actually get what you do out of pageantry. And if you are fortunate enough to have the crown placed on your head um, in a few days' time, what? Okay, what? what's the big thing you want to stand for? Your reign, but also what's the first thing you do? As soon as you win, What's the first thing you're going to do? So going to the first thing I'm going to do, I've actually already prepared a snack bag. Like I have the most ultimate snack bag that I'm going to be taking back to my room. We've got the What's It Crunchies. If you've not tried them, unbelievable. It's really sad. You probably don't have What's It Crunchies. No. Okay. I'm going to have to literally be sending these to Australia. They are just too good to not know what they taste like. Um, I have literally incredible biscuits, the lot. I've got a full goodie bag and I'll be, I've even looked at Domino's a couple months ago of ordering it for the night, but you can actually order that in advance. Like, so I will be sorting that out soon um, of the giant pizza at the end of the night. But in terms of my legacy, that goes actually back to, I said, what do I stand for? What legacy do I want to leave behind? It's exactly that of encouraging young girls, men to go into those job roles, whether it's going to university, starting their own business, whatever it may be. And for me, removing those self-limiting beliefs, that's the legacy of my year, what I want to leave behind, what I really want to focus on. I I, I can't go to the final 10 questions without asking you about food. I, I mean, it's just, can't talk to you with five minutes. So is there anything that you don't eat? I mean, I see protein shakes and like really healthy like juices and you, I think you had a, a slow what's it the cold press juicer and then on the other hand you're talking to me about dominoes and I don't know what what's it are and I know you love sushi just describe your fascination with food for us I have no honestly I have no idea what it is and I think it's actually comes down to that I remember as a child that it was a, such a nice time that we all sat together as a family and my mum's mm-hmm. always been a really good cook and you'd be happy to know that if you actually watch the previous one like of the pageant project that we done that um I said about my mum's risotto she made more risotto it was great it was in Spain it was fantastic so or paella whatever it is it was great um 
but for me food is actually I enjoy cooking as well so much and like appreciation for it I mean I think it sounds so dramatic to say it's an art but for me it's food is art and even when I make from yeah. it being healthy from it being actually something that's really indulgent that I like to make pretty and really aesthetic as well and even though I do eat out a lot and I post actually more of that mm. of what I cook and most people are like oh my god why don't you post this and it's a little bit of holding kind of back on sometimes what I post what I eat um because I know I eat a lot and um I'd probably eat like six meals a day um but I don't know what the fascination is for but there's a Japanese word as well and I feel like it um I can't remember what it is there's no direct translation and it's about putting like food in your mouth and it feels happy and it does a dance and I'm like that is exactly how I feel when I eat and <laughs> I'll have to find the word Sadly enough, I know exactly how you feel all the way down to the dancing. All right, um, fi final food question. Harriet Lane enters some sort of reality cooking show and she has to prepare her signature dish. You have all the ingredients in the cupboard, whatever cookware you want. What would you prepare? It has to be sushi. That's something I've actually set myself as a goal last year was actually to perfect sushi. I've actually made it something that a restaurant would not complain <laughs> if it got served. And I actually managed to do that. So for me, it's something quite complex. It is for me definitely an art. It's difficult. And when I enjoy so much when I tell people I actually made that and people are blown away of how good it is. But the unfortunate thing, not that I'm biased, but mine's 100% better than most places. So it definitely ruins other places, sushi, sorry, restaurants. <laughs> so that's the only downside. But sushi for me, I would have to make it for other people and convince it it is the best food on this planet. What sort of sushi did you make just out of interest? There's so many different types. Oh, you should have seen the board that I made. I actually made it for my birthday one year. Um, I had like salmon and like cream cheese, avocado. Um, and I love making like little mango flowers as well for the board to just make the yeah. aesthetic yep. all there. Um, and then also as well for my for the first few friends, we're going to keep them included. So I didn't like chicken, like katsu. Um, they're having like carrots, pickles in there. So they, they didn't feel too left out. But um, also as well, just enjoying sashimi that I just love even raw fish as well for those who don't know what sashimi is just fantastic yeah sashimi is basically the best part of sushi it's just missing the rice it's the best part i could happily eat that for the rest of my life and it's very healthy for you as well high in fat high in good fats and proteins and no carbs so perfect for the pageant girl on the go harriet just before we move to the final 10 anyone that you would like to give a shout out to I could be here all day, but I just have to go to my mum that she has been absolutely incredible over the past couple of months, that she is my pageant best friend. Um, and also as well that I'm actually not with her right now, but she had a fall the other night at the pageant and it made me really sad. She's, you know, pretty bruised up. So sending you all the love, Mama Lane. Um, it's amazing that so many people like, were so kind on Sunday night as well. Um, but every person that supports me traveling far and wide that um i feel very blessed that i think i've got about 60 people coming to watch me at the finals um and i feel very honored how far some of these people are coming that it's not something that's close some of these like women and guys are traveling six to nine hours some of them and i really appreciate every oh. person that's traveling well, you're going to have the entourage. Looks like it's going to be loud, which is the way we like our pageants. All right, Harriet Lane, the final 10 questions. We've run through this once before, but I can't remember any of your answers. So we'll just go through it like it's the first time. Neither can so, I. So there you go. Question one, what's your favorite word? 
sushi. Let's just roll with that. Question two, what's your least favorite word? I don't have one. Everyone's been finding that question really difficult this week for whatever reason. Anyway, uh, moving on. Question three in life, what gets you excited? What turns you on? Empowered people, seeing them wanting to achieve their goals and feeling motivated. What turns you off? Unmotivated people. When I see people either pulling someone else's dreams down or mine, that is just not for me. Step away from that energy. Question five, what sound or noise do you love? I remember this one, the Facebook refresh sound when it makes a sound. Oh, yeah, that. Okay. Well, it's st that's still your favorite sound? Really? Yeah, I haven't moved on. Creature of habit. Okay. All right. Question six, what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, nails on the chalkboard still just gives me... If you could have any one superpower, what would you pick and why? Let's remove travel time, guys. That this needs to be invented now. Never mind superpower. This needs to happen. I can't travel any further. Doing twenty hours just one way to Colombia. That was enough for me. I live in Australia. Then everywhere is twenty-four to forty-eight hours. I can tell you that much. Question eight: What job other than your own would you most like to attempt? Something now, I would actually want to uh, be a pilot. Um, I would love to actually fly a plane and actually get to see the world from that point of view and uh, get to travel on the job. What job would you definitely not like to attempt? Hmm. I saw actually on the Emirates advert, this lady like climbed up for just an advert. She was one of the hostesses and she um, did an advert holding the Emirates side. Just don't get me too high up. I'm already tall enough as it is. I don't want to be on the top of the Burj and um, being strapped or anything like that. So no. <laughs> that would be quite a fall. Uh, final question. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? We have unlimited sushi here. Don't you worry. That is the words I want to hear. Heaven has an unlimited sushi bar. That's the words that I think that you'd want to hear. Exactly, exactly that. Well, I can't disagree with you on that one. Well, Harriet, it's been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. And thank you for the Wi-Fi as well. We should have done that in the shout outs. Absolutely. We've prayed to the Wi-Fi gods. Uh, final comment. Ralph has said, I believe the Japanese term you are talking about is called umami flavor. Now, I've heard umami. I don't know what the direct translation of it is, but I'm not sure because I don't know what umami means. But I've heard the term umami. Oh, Eden has said, really enjoyed this interview. Good luck with Universe, Harriet. Can't wait to watch and cheer you on. Eden, you... you why are you watching? You can, I'm sure you can just hear us talking. Anyway, Harriet, I'm going to wish you best of luck. Not that you need it for the week ahead. I'll keep you on the line for just a sec whilst I hang up with the audience. But thanks to everyone for watching live or on the replay. And we will speak to you next time. Bye for now. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Sorority Access is now open. So if you'd like to join an amazing group of women, and learn how to be the most powerful, confident, and impactful queen possible, head to thepageantsorority.com. I'll see you there, and see you in the next video.